Welcome to the Venture Church Podcast of Venture Church in South Mississippi. Find out more about us at VentureChurch.org. Hey, welcome back. We're so glad that all of you guys are here. Give yourself a hand for getting here today. Way to go. All of our campuses, we thank you so much. And I'm going to tell you, the Team Yellow All-Stars The job they've done over the last 77 days to get ready for this weekend has been unbelievable. Disney could learn some things from our team. Uh, You guys are the unsung heroes, and I thank you. I'm so proud of you. It's got me so excited. I feel like we're at youth camp. I mean, maybe we can continue this even when we go forward. Uh, This whole thing of having personal treatment, people meeting you out in the parking lot, bringing you in, loving on you, encouraging you. There's one volunteer uh, for every four people that come to worship today. That's incredible. I don't know of anybody that does that. So I thank you and I honor you and I have been waiting and praying and waiting for this day because we're going to turn the corner and if I ask you, if I ask you, what are the odds, you know, a hundred days ago, if I'd ask you, what are the odds that there will be a virus in Wuhan, China, and it will shut down the whole world for 11 straight weeks? I mean, nobody in the airports. I mean, nobody anywhere. You would have said one in a trillion. And so today we're going to talk about odds and uh, the reality that there are a lot of people that kind of decide what the odds are, that different things will happen, that few things happen randomly, like they say, hey, this is by chance, there's a chance this will happen, this is how, what the odds are. And uh, if you've got a Corvette, anybody got a Corvette? Uh, raise your hand so I can see you, I'd like to drive it. Uh, yeah, yeah. The odds are that your Corvette is 38 times more likely to be stolen than a Ford Fiesta. If you've got a Ford Tempo, I used to have one of those. You can leave the keys in it. You're safe. You can put a $100 bill on top of it. Nobody's going to touch it. Uh, you're 10 times more likely to get hurt riding a bicycle than you are driving a car. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, you're more likely, when you got up this morning, it was more likely you would fall out of bed, hit your head, and die than win the lottery. And you say, well, there's a chance. There's a chance. You know, no, 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 there's not a chance, okay? I did the numbers on it, and, and the reality is, and I believe that the virus is a real thing. It's when we all have masks on. I just took mine off so I could preach. Uh, but the odds are more likely that you will get struck by lightning than if you're a young person wearing a mask dying of COVID-19. I mean, I did the numbers on it. You can do the numbers on it for yourself. But what are the odds that God has used the last 77 days to do something different in your life and in the life of our church to change you forever? I would say 100%. That God has not been idle in the process of waiting where you've been frustrated and I've been frustrated and we've burned through all of Netflix. We have burned through everything we can think of and we're wondering, where is God? And God has been working. Today I'm going to read out of Acts chapter 2. You're welcome to turn there. If you have the app, which I would suggest getting the Venture Church app, it's really simple. You get notes that other people don't get, so go ahead and open that because we're going to look at something that happened in the first century that everybody would have said, there's just no way. There's no probability. There are no chances. Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. I'd say that's out there. 
He lived a perfect life, and then he died on the cross to pay the penalty for all of our sins. And three days later, he rose from the dead. Put the numbers on that. And he tells the disciples, and I think this is so cool. This is what really grabbed me. He said, I want you to go to Jerusalem, and I want you to quarantine. I want you to shelter in place. And I'm going to tell you, if it had been me and I'd have seen Jesus and, and I would have been with him and I have had three years with him and, and I would have seen him after he rose from the dead, I'd have had a hard time waiting. He didn't tell them how long to wait. He, he didn't say 10 days, 100 days, 77 days. He said, you just go and wait and you will know at the right time when I'm going to show up and things are going to happen and it's going to change the world. And it was 50 days after the Passover. Now, now, when you read the word Pentecost, a lot of you, you start thinking about weird things. Now, don't, don't do that, okay? It just simply means 50. And it's 50 days from the Passover. For us, it'd be 50 days from Easter. And that is a powerful day because 50 days after the Passover, God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. Not 49 days, not 51 days, 50 days. And he gave them the Ten Commandments, and it's the law. He's saying, hey, hey, I've got some things I want you to know so that you can live your life to the fullest. And, and for, the, for the synagogue, for the Jewish people, 50 days was also the time of first fruits. Okay, so when you get to Acts chapter 2 today, it is a time for first fruits with the Jewish people. And they would bring 10% of their crops. And they were saying, hey, God, we're going to give you 10% of our crops so that we can have hope that you're going to send us more in the future. Okay? And that was 50 days after the Passover. Well, today, during that same time, 50 days after the Passover, God is sending something. It's not the law. It's not just hope of blessing. He's going to send power in the person of the Holy Spirit. And he's going to say, this is going to change everything. He says, I'm going to do something. I'm going to come along beside you, and I'm going to empower you, and you're going to have a totally different life. You say, what are the chances that could happen? And I want to tell you 100%. In the book of Job, chapter 42, verse 2, it says the plans of God, get this, cannot be changed. When you look at things and you're wondering, is God really in there? Is God really in control? What is the probability? Listen, God is in total control of our world. Everything that happens, happens on a timetable that he already knows. And nothing happens by chance. So what are the chances that God has used the waiting of the last 77 days to begin to have us think differently about ourselves and our family and our business and about our faith? So Acts chapter 2, I'm going to read it for you. A powerful passage of Scripture. I don't have a lot of time, so I want you to listen closely. Man, if you're like me, I'm going to do a little, you know, like uh, some moves like Jagger, uh, but he's 80, you know, he could throw out a hip too. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to try to preach. But I want to do more. I just want you to know that. I want, I, want, I, want, I want so bad to do more, but I have to wait to do more river dancing or something. I mean, yeah, I can't do it. I, okay, somebody said like, okay. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of 50 came, Pentecost, they were all together in one place. They were in a house. Some of you are in a house today. Praise the Lord, you're in a house. Okay, it's good to be in a house, all right? They weren't in a church. They were in a house. 
Suddenly the sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that had separated and come to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. I like that. Mark that because God is saying, I've come for everybody. Black and white, it, it doesn't matter. Brown, yellow, well, whatever. He said, I, I came for everybody. Well, whatever language you speak, I came for you. He says, when they heard this sound, a crowd came together bewildered because each one heard them speaking in their own native language. And utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men speaking dumb Galileans? That's really what they're meaning by saying Galileans, unlearned men. Then how is it that each of them, we can hear them in our own native language, Parthians and Medes and Iliamites and residents of Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia and Phrygia and Pamphylia and Egypt, 15 different nationalities, parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongue. And amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? And then there are always some people in the crowd who are negative. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. You know those people. They're always critical. So some are like, well, they're just drunk. They've been drinking. I mean, that's the way, you know, there's always somebody like that. I mean, here, 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 the church is being born. God is pouring out his spirit. And you're hearing, everybody's hearing it in their own language. And God has taken the Tower of Babel, the curse of Babel, and he's reversing it. And he's saying, now I want you to communicate truth so that you can be changed. And somebody's going, oh, they're drunk. That's a whole other sermon series, but sometimes when you do what God has called you to do, you're going to face criticism, and there's nothing you can do about it. You just take it. So you say, well, what's going on with the waiting? Where is the power in the waiting? There's three things that come with waiting that I want you to receive because your time has not been wasted. And don't think like, like the money you think you've lost or the time you think you've lost or, or the business you think you've lost or, or, or your faith where you think is eroded. None of that has been lost because the waiting is preparing the heart of the messenger. He said, go and wait. Because at the right time, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, the one that walks alongside you, the paraclete. And, and they're changed. Listen, he weaponizes the, the followers of his followers. All of a sudden, they're, 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 they're a part of a movement. Listen, the Holy Spirit is a deposit promising you the things that are to come. Don't ever forget that. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, we have this treasure in jars of clay. He says, we're, we're, you know, we, may, we may fall, but we get up. We have the Holy Spirit in us. Acts 17, 24, God doesn't live in temples made by hands. 1 Corinthians 3, 16, you are the temple of God. 1 John 4, 4, he says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Romans 8, 11, the same power that God used to raise Jesus now lives in you. And when you get that, I'm going to tell you, it will change the way you look at your life. When the Holy Spirit came, these disciples that before, man, they, they were so scared they wouldn't speak up. Now they won't shut up. I, I mean, before they're like, hey, they're asking for direction. Now they're giving direction. Listen, when you understand there's power in the waiting, 
That the odds are 100% that no matter what your problem is, God can fix it and he can heal you and he can bless you and he can take you to another level. Yeah, give yourself a hand for that. It's okay, yeah, or give yourself that. Give you the, the venture space out. Okay, yeah, that, but some of you with your family, the last 77 days, man, you spent so much time with your family, you're like, whoa. And if you had problems, it just kind of made the problems look bigger. For some of you with your business, you don't understand how much business I've lost. You don't understand, man. Man, I've been starting in place. You don't understand. No, no, I get it. For some of you, it's addiction. I mean, this waiting has driven you to do things you said you would never do. For some of you, it's anxiety. And you've been so afraid. And when you see everything happening all over our country right now and all the unrest, you are so afraid. Listen, the waiting is preparing you. God is going to do something great in you. And the waiting creates openness to the gospel. People are ready to hear now that we could have never reached in a million years before. I mean, right now, people all over the world are are listening. They're looking for truth. They're looking for hope. They're looking for answers. And I'm finding people aren't so much against the gospel as they just don't understand it. I mean, for so many years, we've spoken in code. For so many years, our lifestyles didn't meet and match the words that we were saying. And for the first time, people are listening. You know why? They've had time. I'm sorry. Oh, 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 you, you be, oh you're going to give up 40 days before Easter? You're going to give up sweet tea for Lent. Okay, how about giving up your school? Boom. Oh, restaurants. You know, oh, oh, how about giving up restaurants? Boom. How about giving up sports? Boom. Travel ball. We can't live without travel ball. Gone. For the first time in your life, God has taken away all the static. And on top of that, he put a muzzle on your mouth so you could listen. I can't tell you how many people have called me and texted me and said, hey, I think God's speaking to me. I think God's speaking to me. I think God's speaking to me. Yeah, you know why? First time you've listened. First time you've had margin. You say, well, how does God speak to us? He speaks through the Bible. I beg you and I beg you and I beg you. Get on the venture reading plan. I'm on the venture reading plan. If, you, if you're not started, you can still catch up. We're just in the book of Acts. What are the odds of that? And you start reading. God speaks. It's light to my path, Okay. Lamp to my feet. You, you start realizing God is trying to, this is his word. And, and when you read and you kind of pause and you kind of think and you kind of listen, and then you pray. Listen, for, the, for some of you, this is the first time you've really prayed. Because prayer is not just talking to God. Prayer is listening to God. And, and, and prayer is power. Prayer is a weapon. When you get anxious, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a little word. I didn't think about it. It's at 8.30. I'm going to give you a little word because in the middle of the night, the other night, a couple of uh, night or two ago, I woke up at 2 a.m. and I was having like this panic issue and all these things were going through my mind. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, stop. This is not just me having a panic. This is the enemy. So I started praying through all of my kids. My wife first, of course, but blue team. And, and then all of my kids. Then all my grandchildren in the rooms where I knew they were sleeping and around their houses. And then to my, you know, son-in-law and daughter-in-law, because, you know, they're, they're on the display and they're listening. 
I'm just playing, just see if you're listening. And, and so, so I kind of, and there's power there. And I kept, you know, I kept praying that and praying that until I started relaxing. And I kind of bre- breathed that, all that fear and I, breathing all that power that I know. And the, and, and the fact that God is everywhere. And the next day, uh, two of my kids said, hey, man, I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Two of my older kids, my grown kids who did not know the story, said, I, was, I had, had this panic. I said, no, I was praying for you. There's power in prayer. You take that to the Lord in serving. Listen, there's power in serving. Why do you think we have one person for every four people that are attending? Because there's power when you serve. Team Yellow All-Stars know this. When you serve, you get your mind off yourself. You feel like you're doing something because you are doing something. You're the most like Jesus when you're serving. And community, where two or three are gathered together, God is there among them. Are you getting that? You say, but I'm online. Listen, you're not a second-class citizen if you're watching online. You need to set a time where this is your time, where you're going to worship. Maybe it's 10 o'clock. Maybe it's 8.30. Maybe it's 11.30. I don't know. But you set a time because if you don't, you won't watch it. You, you won't worship and engage. Would you go online beside of the sermon and write things in or, and, and encourage and say, I'm here. You know, give the sign. Give the venture sign and so that we know that you're there. For some of you, you, you need to be gathering your ten. God gave you this great back porch. Okay, you got this amazing TV. You can't watch sports on it. Put my big self on it. Yeah. Apple TV. I'm looking at you. Yeah, and worship, man. For some of you, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. The Spirit of God came in a home. It didn't just come in a church. It's okay. Gather your tent. And for some of you, this is your opportunity to come back to a building because you're setting the tone for the community. See, people are watching you. They're like, you got to be kidding me. These people, these people are going, these people are going back. These people are going back to church. They're going back to a building. Yeah. Yeah. We got our mask on. It's spacious in here. Yeah. Yeah, it's secure. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be okay. Listen, people are hungry to hear. And there's power in the waiting. Nine months, baby. 50 days, the Holy Spirit. 77 days, a brand new start. Because the waiting extends the reach of the message. Listen, it's not an accident. It's not by chance that the Holy Spirit came 50 days after the Passover. You know why? Because the population of Jerusalem would quadruple. Scholars say there's anywhere between 100,000 to 500,000 people in Jerusalem when typically there's either 25,000 or 100,000 there. And then all of a sudden, you've got like this Jewish Mardi Gras and the Spirit of God is falling and you're like, what are the odds? 100%. Because the waiting expands the reach of the gospel. You know, we went from before all this hits uh, 11 weeks ago, 77 days ago, we went from about 4,000, maybe 5,000 people that we were connecting with to over 20,000. When you do the numbers of everybody that's connecting online and you do the numbers of everybody that's watching on TV, it is amazing what is happening because God is using the waiting to amplify the message. In Acts chapter 8, verse 4, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, says that the believers were scattered 
And wherever they went, they were telling good news. If you don't mind me saying, the gospel went viral. That was bad. It took off. Listen, it's the greatest time in history to be alive. If you saw the rocket take off yesterday, hey, that's one thing, but the Holy Spirit coming to you is another thing. Listen, there's power in the waiting. And the odds are 100% that no matter what your problem is right now, no matter what your problem is, God is able to fix that problem and meet your needs. You say, what are the odds? 100%. You say, well, what do you mean? Do you happen to know what today is? It's Pentecost. What are the odds? 77 days ago when we all sat down and looked at it and went, oh my goodness. What does this mean? For our leaders and elders, when we looked at the calendar, there was one number that stood out. like It was like it was a neon sign flashing. 31st, 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 31st. Like, what is the 31st? The 31st is Pentecost. Happy birthday, church. Happy birthday. And I'm here to tell you, God is pushing reset on his church. And you're going to see one of the greatest comebacks in history. From the church of the living God. Sports Illustrated did a top... uh, 10 list of the greatest comebacks in history. And since we can't watch sports and since I'm out of time, let me give them to you real quick. Number one, humanity came back from the black death in the 14th century. Michael Jordan in 1995 quits baseball to make his first triumphant comeback. Japan and Germany in the 50s, they overcome the, the, the being crushed in the ashes of World War II to become an industrial power. But Jesus Christ in 33 AD, he defies critics and stuns the Romans by rising from the dead. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not just talking. Because i I got to add one more to that. In 2020, the church of the living God stares COVID-19 in the eyes. Comes back healthier and stronger than ever before. Let's pray. God, rain down your power. God, on Thursday, standing in this very place, and the rain was falling on this metal roof, and it sounded like a war. I ask you to pour out your power on us. God, we know the Holy Spirit is already here, but make him president and not just resident of our hearts. God, we are living in a watershed moment in history. Move on us. Heal our land. Help us to be all that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the Venture Church Podcast. To find a campus near you, check out VentureChurch.org.